0: You are listening to your home for Michigan Athletics, 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Located from the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain, Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambolini, he'll shoot, save there and the rebound comes to Hunwick, six seconds remain, Tambellini shoots and scores! It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. Allen Ginsberg here announcing that this is station WCBN, FM Ann Arbor, your Dharmic free speech station.
1: This is war to extermination. Fight cell by cell through bodies and mind screens of the earth. Souls rotten from the orgasm drug. Flesh shuddering from the ovens. Prisoners of the earth come out. Storm the studio. Burnt metal smell of interplanetary war in the raw noon streets. Swept by screaming glass blizzards of enemy flak. Shift linguals. Free
0: doorways. Cut word lines.
1: Well, uh good evening. You are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and welcome to another edition of Grey Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Blair. He's back from the the Green Isles, amongst other places.
0: Is this mic? Oh, there we go. Okay. There
1: we go. Yeah, we're we've had a little problems with one of the mics, so we're getting it all organized down here.
0: Yes, back from a short trip to Ireland. Which was fabulous.
1: Yeah, it's a, I saw it when I was a kid. It's, uh, it's, it is the Emerald Dio.
0: Well, we stayed pretty much exclusively in Dublin, but uh, it's funny, we went through Germany, uh, Liverpool specifically, uh, trained through Wales, and then into Dublin. And uh, it, was, it was kind of amusing to discover that uh, the Germans speak better English than the English. <laughs> At least in Manchester, where we uh arrived, yeah. Liverpool's a little easier to understand because of my uh many years of familiarity with uh the Beatles speaking voices. Well, one thing
1: that's very interesting <clears throat> about English is that it uh England's different accents you know you would think for a country that small that they wouldn't have as many accents, obviously in the United States, there's many accents for different reasons but uh not the least of which, of course, is the immigrant nation uh, nature of our uh, country, but uh,
0: English uh, has a provincialism to it, region by region it's that's it's m- striking how different uh, how marked the differences can be
1: yeah, it's it's remarkable. I quote <coughs> George Bernard Shaw on <laughs> the commonality between the, the British and Americans, but uh, I'll skip that quote for another week. Because it's not on the tip of my tongue, but uh, my recollection is that it had something to do with being divided by a common
0: language. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, obviously, this, this whole uh, presidential election has been thrown into... Uh,
0: the wood chipper?
1: A little bit of a crazy <laughs> frenzy uh it, you know it's weird i actually and everybody in ireland
0: had an opinion about the american election i'm sure yeah. and
1: and they're probably more informed about a lot of the issues than most americans i i always thought it was very troubling that uh before the vice presidential debate uh, 40% of americans didn't even know who the vice presidential nominees were that's a pretty frightening thing considering uh The age of both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Uh, I was actually sitting on the porch when this story broke. uh, And of course, the early headlines were modifying as the day went on on Friday afternoon. And this is a lot of noise, I'm afraid. Uh, Could, might, if. There's a lot of allegations and
0: innuendo. The real story seems to be the fact that the FBI director chose to do this.
1: Yeah. And I don't think he's going to survive this. That's my prediction. Uh, I think... Well, the
0: probability that the FBI has already seen a number of these emails since what uh, the Clinton aide, you know, has received lots of email traffic from Hillary Clinton. So there's the back and forth there. So... uh They've probably read a bunch of these already.
1: Well, they're probably duplicates, but to throw out this sort of a vague statement, and I think that the operative uh, concept actually is this is really about leaking uh, more than emails, in my opinion, because the real story, in my opinion, was the fact that uh, on— Friday, what seems to have actually happened—this is one of the problems, is sorting out the fact from the Um, fiction—you know, you have uh, the—apparently, the congressional liaison—oh, i got to speak in the mic a little more directly, Uh, apparently—the congressional liaison for um, the FBI and Congress— an unknown person is the one who leaked this information to the committee chairman. It said that this Comey letter, it's called a letter, but it actually turns out to be an email. <laughs> surprise, surprise how letters are called emails and vice versa. And I have it come back to uh, Anthony Weiner. Oh, good Lord. When will we be writ- rid of this fellow? <laughs> Uh, we know who Anthony Weiner is. It's bizarre. We that... Know
0: more than anybody
1: wanted to know right. about
0: Anthony Weiner,
1: and that they seized a laptop. When, of course, it's the top of Anthony Weiner's lap that is the problem. <laughs> don't seize. <laughs> I have no don't idea don't what's wrong with this man. <laughs> with this man, but uh, he's got serious problems. And gee, they're not all that dissimilar from Donald Trump. Um, so, you know, you start to wonder about what this was really all about. Uh, it's quite clear to me that I don't think Comey will survive this. I don't think he's going to be resigning in the next couple of weeks. And I don't think he's going to resign, uh, as a result of either Trump or Clinton winning the presidency. I just think that the, his judgment in this whole
0: case has proven to be, um, Deficient. Well, Paul Crookman's piece today in The Times suggests that he's buckling under—he's using a sports metaphor, working the refs, that this has been the only thing Donald Trump has had to hang his toupee on for months and months now is the emails, the emails, and it's a rigged, it's a conspiracy. The FBI's is in on it with Hillary to prevent me, oh, hey, now Comey's a great guy because yeah. he's done this courageous thing. Uh, And the courageous thing he's done is sort of go against the typical norms of administrative behavior. Well, he's been he was warned not to do what he
1: intended on doing because he was basically giving a, quote, vague update on information they didn't even have in his possession, apparently. In other words, it was a sort of a. A rumor, and
0: innuendo. I heard there might be a thing that we don't really know about, but it could be, so I'm going to mention it now, so it looks like I'm doing something factual when really nobody knows.
1: Nobody knows, and the rumor, of course, by the end of today was that uh, there are 650,000 emails uh, on Anthony Weiner's laptop and his iPhone. (laughs) Uh, good Lord knows what uh, where that's going to take us, but it's not going to be in a pleasant direction one way or another. What this has to do with Hillary Clinton is completely unknown. I mean, the headline itself says, New emails found in Wiener Inquiry jolt 2016 election. That says it all. And then it says, FBI not sure of a Clinton connection. She demands release of all data. This is the Saturday uh, New York Times headline. And the operative uh, paragraph t- in my mind in that front page that go- continues back in the middle of the political section is Mr. Comey. Uh, this article, uh, written by uh, Eric Lichtblau, Michael Schmidt, and Matt Apuzzo. Eric Lichtblau, Blau, by the way, is one of the Times' sort of premier national security. Uh, experts with, let's put it this way, Seymour Hirsch quality sources within the higher echelons mm. of the government. Uh, of course, much of the news we get from real newspapers comes from leaks. Leaks are sometimes deliberate, and journalists uh, of of high caliber find the sources to get this information. Uh, of course, the most famous source <laughs> that Donald Trump was talking about over the weekend. This
0: scandal is worse than Watergate. I was like... Oh, well, you're referencing Deep Throat there, of course. Yeah, Deep Throat. Which, of course, has, the, everybody knows, the sexual connotations of the name right. Deep Throat, uh, which was... Who turned out, by the way, to be the number two F- man in the, the FBI. FBI, that's right. Uh, but, of course, the name was given to this, un you know, for decades, uh, unidentified... Uh, revealer of information by uh, Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah, um,
1: and felt, of course, what was interesting about him at the time was uh, he felt a little jolted, shall we say, <laughs> um, for not being appointed head of the FBI because Jagger Hoover died on officially on May second. 1972. There's some debate about whether he actually died on
0: May, International May Day, communist. May 1st of
1: 1972, and whether G. Gordon Liddy and E. Howard had something to do with cold cream in J. Edgar Hoover's uh, bathroom cabinet. Uh, they were up to all sorts of shenanigans in 1972. and uh, But for Trump to claim that this is the biggest story uh, since
0: Watergate, the biggest scandal, I think, is it another word. It shows that he understands nothing about Watergate, for one thing.
1: Yeah. Well, and it also shows that he doesn't understand anything about the last 30 years of American history. What, Iran-Contra, the savings and Loan scandal, nine-eleven, <laughs> China entering the global e- economic system, global warming, the American decline of the middle class? I mean, you go on and on. This story is... Revolting, uh, to say the least. And I am relatively confident that uh, there isn't going to be much there, but there's going to be a lot of headlines, allegations, and nonsense going on. But getting back to the operative uh, paragraph from what I think really happened here, from Lick Blau, Schmidt, and uh, matapuzu Mr. Comey, a Republican appointed by President Obama three years ago, He cited that he could live with criticism of his judgment, uh, aides said. So Friday morning, the FBI's congressional liaison emailed a letter from the director to the chairman of eight congressional committees, virtually ensuring that it would be quickly publicized by eager Republicans. There you have it. That's actually where the investigation needs to go now. Uh, I am sure that it is a violation of congressional protocol for them to leak this information (laughs) upon receiving it to the media, knowing full well that this would create these headlines. And that's what this story is really about. Um, Poor judgment. It's quite clear that Comey had created an internal... (sighs) and Bregolo within the FBI even about getting involved in this case because the uh, Anthony Weiner sexting scandal, which we don't know too much about, but uh, we know Anthony Weiner, and he's not a friend of ours, and he ain't no Jack Kennedy. (laughs) Uh, But the notion that it involves sexting a 15-year-old in North Carolina how ultimately convenient, because North Carolina is a battleground state. We don't know if Wiener knew that this person was 15. After all, the famous New Yorker joke about the Internet, nobody knows if you're a dog on the Internet. <laughs> of course, the cartoon shows a dog at the computer typing away. Um. So there you have it, and... Uh, this should anger the Democrats. I don't think this is actually going to affect the election much. A couple of points here and there in a couple of states, probably. Uh, it's highly unlikely that the FBI will clean this mess up by week's end. So there, you're going to have a lot of hanging chads, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, loose ends. And it's all very Troubling. And I still would argue that I don't see how Comey survives this in the long run. By the way, many academics have pointed out that Comey's uh, July 5th public statements chastising Hillary Clinton, calling her handling of the email extremely reckless, uh, to some degree it was, got him injected himself into, in which he'd stated that, by the way, he was not going to
0: pursue criminal charges. That was kind of a bizarre thing to do, to render, uh, well, there's nothing here but scold, 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 finger wag, uh, sort of editorializing.
1: And of course, the FBI uh, under Jagger Hoover, let's not forget, was involved in uh, attempting to manipulate presidential elections. Uh, Hoover became head of the so-called Bureau of Investigation in 1924, and he blackmailed and kept files on so many public officials, he could not lose his job, so to speak. He kept, well, he
0: retained that position for life.
1: Yeah, and there's some interesting connections, by the way, with, with Johnson, Lyndon Johnson and Hoover involving that mandatory retirement debate mm. um, that it has some connections to the uh, Kennedy assassination that we won't go into today. But suffice to say, in the 1948 election, and I mentioned the 1948 election, uh, in homage to the World Series, <laughs> how interesting that the Cubs and the Indians, the two longest teams without a victory in the World Series are playing this year. The Cubs won in 1908 when William Howard Taft was elected president before World War I. And of course, 1948 was the famous Dewey defeats Truman election, (laughs) courtesy of the Chicago Tribune. A very famous publisher of that newspaper hated the Democrats, particularly Franklin Roosevelt. But it is well known, by the way, in 1948, that Hoover had made a deal with Tom Dewey to be named to the Supreme Court if Dewey won. What do you have on Dewey? This, of course, uh, was part of the HUAC investigations in August of 1948 that were a blatant attempt to manipulate the 1948 elections. Because in 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 forty eight, because the Democrats split into three factions, uh, Strom Thurmond uh, leading a walkout of the convention, Henry Wallace running as a rump progressive, it appeared on paper that Truman would lose to Dewey rather decisively. Well, it didn't happen. So I think Comey has a lot to answer for, and. Uh, I genuinely think that one of the reasons this election is hard to predict is where we're still really at in the polls. I think in the last couple of weeks, Gary Johnson has probably slipped a bit. Some of those voters have probably gone back to the Republican Party. But as I was noting last week, I love the number 60. It's the minutes on the clock, the seconds on the clock. Mathematically, because it's divisible by two, three, four, mm. five, six, eight, which is an easy fraction, seven and a half, and even nine. Um, and getting back to the hands on the clock, I would I would continue to argue that Trump is is still at this sort of 24 number. He's got about forty percent of the vote. Hillary, is it 27 to 28 minutes on the clock. So we'll call that 9 20 or 45%. And Johnson and Stein combined are probably around two or three minutes. That leaves the up-in-the-air vote three to four minutes. That's how close this election will be. And it's unfortunate that it's coming down to seven or eight states once again. We know what they are. That's where the
0: Nominees are campaigning. Strangely, though, uh, Trump has been in Michigan all day.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a sort of a, I think, retaliation for the fact that Hillary had announced she was going to Arizona. I don't think Michigan is in play. If you go back and you check the statistics from the last two elections, Obama won Michigan quite decisively. Romney cut a little bit into uh, Obama's margin from 2008 But Obama still won Michigan rather handily in 2012, and Mitt Romney obviously had Michigan connections. Mm. Uh, His family, actually, he still has family members that are high-ranking officials in the Michigan Republican Party. Um, He had nice things to say about trees in Michigan. (laughs) Of course, one of his ultimate problems in 2012 was that he had come out publicly against the auto bailout. Right. (laughs) That didn't help him. Um, But I I also think that the free trade uh, issue has been overstated by the media. One good example of the problem with this overstatement is the Senate race in Ohio. Rob Portman uh, was Bush's main trade uh, negotiator for almost for many, several years back in 2000. So why is he apparently handily winning in the state of Ohio if free trade is such a big issue? I don't think Trump even has the the, the facts or the knowledge on that particular uh, subject at all. Uh, that's just my opinion. But it's this leaking, it's this sort of throwing out, It, it it's kind of like a smoke bomb in a Crowded theater. <laughs> it really is puzzling because all of the leaking and reporting on leaking, the WikiLeaks, that's been in the news a lot the last several weeks, it's all one-sided. We're not getting any leaks about Donald Trump's connections to Russian oligarchs or some of his campaign staffers and their connections. Um. So yeah, if you've listened to Trump for the last three days. Um, you haven't heard much truth coming out of Donald Trump with respect to this scandal. Because it's another pseudo-scandal. And one thing that I did want to revive, I I neglected to mention this last week regarding Trump and the wall. That's one of his main uh, campaign uh, statements, platforms coming down the stretch. One of the most interesting articles I read this past summer was The World's Disappearing Sand by Vince Beezer, a journalist working on a book about the global black market in sand. Well, why do I want to talk about sand?
0: Sand, China has bought up vast quantities.
1: You've got it. Sand is the key to construction. How does Trump build this wall with sand rapidly disappearing? Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know. I don't think he knows. You can get Mexicans to make bricks out of sand. So anyway, just wanted to
1: read this, uh, some of the interesting statements in this, because this is fascinating. It says, according to the United Nations Environmental Program, in 2012 alone, the world used enough concrete, which is a key raw element of s- sand, is a key component of concrete. You can't make concrete without mm-hmm. construction sand. Uh, has used enough concrete to build a wall 89 feet high and 89 feet around the equator. Hey, why don't we have the Chinese build the wall? <laughs> <laughs> They've got all the concrete. It says from 2011 to 2013, China used more cement than the United States used in the entire 20th century. Think about that. That's... Pretty amazing. That is amazing. And Beezer goes on to note that sand miners, miners have damaged coral reefs in Kenya, undermined bridges in Liberia and Nigeria, and environmentalists in the sand dredging in the San Francisco Bay to the erosion of nearby beaches. Sand is being stolen and traded on the black market as we speak. And I don't know if Donald Trump is aware of this. Most of his buildings consist of him putting his name on the, on the erection. Oh whoops, that was an Anthony Weiner. I was going to say that's the Weiner Inquiry, Omniopeia. The word sounds like it, uh, like it is ridiculous. Um, so anyway. I did want to mention that because I mentioned it last week. I kind of teased you with that. And, uh, alas, Donald Trump was not asked anything in the debate about uh, the sand problem.
0: Well, n- another interesting thing that uh, occurred uh, is this shift from the Philippines sort of openly saying, hey, you know what, we're going to cozy up to China.
1: Oh, yes, to Duterte. Well, he's a loose cannon in and of himself. And I'm a little I, du- dubious I think thinking of his
0: conversion. He's going to
1: forswear swearing.
0: Yeah, that's not probably long-term going to be a popular opinion throughout the Philippines. Uh, you know, China's getting pretty possessive and territorial.
1: Well, Duterte, of course, is uh, the rather Trump-like new president of the Philippines who's made all sorts of outrageous statements, but of course more troubling is the fact that uh, his war on drugs uh, has sort of uh, condoned executions as part of the government policy. I think the latest, this has been uh, pointed out by human rights groups I think the latest statistic and number on that was over 2,000 people have just been flat-out murdered. And Duterte uh, makes no apologies for it. So it's rather uh, refreshing and bizarre to claim that while returning from Korea on an airplane, God spoke to him, and he has now agreed to forswear swearing. Oh, brother, this guy... And Trump and Anthony Weiner are in a
0: I-need-an-attention zone of remarkable proportions. We need to uh, reinvigorate Fantasy Island and send these three chaps there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to suggest or imply in any way that I feel that the United States has territorial, you know, control sovereignty over, uh, we have no right or title to the Philippines, that's sort of where America began to lose its way back in 1901 or whatever when William McKinley sort of uh, had a vision from God that uh, the Philippines was to be taken from Spain and its savage natives converted to Christianity, when, of course, ironically, they were already Christian mostly because Spain is Catholic. Indeed, And, of course, that's the the beginning of American empire and... uh,
1: and the first example of America's difficulty in dealing with a counterinsurgency war. Uh, a
0: very bloody... Uh,
1: um, this war went that. on for several decades. Yeah. And uh, the number of people killed, who knows? Donald Trump, of course, has been uh, trying to cozy up to Bernie Sanders uh, voters for a uh, couple of
0: weeks now. Has he been grabbing at them? <laughs>
1: grabbing and groping for their votes. But I'm troubled uh, by some of Trump's claims. Uh, Of course, his statements are even more troubling. Quote, I'm good at war. I've had a lot of wars of my own. I'm really good at war. I love war in a certain way, but only when we win. Other, Other troubling statements. With nuclear, the power, the devastation is very important to me. Courtesy of Elliot Weinberger who won't be voting for Trump in the October 20th edition of the London Review of Books. A variety of his statements that are exceedingly troubling. But it's a cross between General Jack D. Ripper there. Yeah. (laughs) With nuclear, the
0: power. I'm not saying we won't get our hair must.
1: (laughs) The devastation is very important to me. So uh, remember that Donald Trump uh, with his thin skin
0: <laughs> and uh, must-up hair. <laughs> well, and ultimately, I mean, that's really probably for most voters the single biggest issue in the election is the fitness of Donald Trump. I mean, the people who are enthusiastic Kool-Aid drinkers, are nothing's going to change their view of Trump. They're gung-ho. Uh, I really don't think there are that many people That, you know, on the fence about not voting for Trump, whose opinions are going to be swayed by the possibility of the mayor chance that maybe some of the Wiener inquiry items have any relevance at all or connection to Clinton. Well, stay tuned. You are listening to
1: WCBN FM Ann Arbor. We'd like to thank the DJ who cannot be named for engineering this evening. Yazoo City Calling will be coming up next on this fine station. Stay tuned.
0: Allen Ginsberg here, announcing that this is station WCBN, FM Ann Arbor, your Dharmic Free Speech Station. Here is a brief user guide to the many sounds we use on ShortStack. We have a sound for weather events and concert information, network tones that do nothing, the occasional traffic report, more weather, for the temperature, and our beloved time tones. We also play music. That's how you know you're listening to Short Stack, Thursdays from 6 until 9 a.m. on WCBN.
1: I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood, and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her
0: and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles